Hello everyone, this is Pastor Mark Stroud here with you at the Kingdom Rock Network. Today I have a very special guest with me here in the studios. His name is Pastor Jay Mann. He's a very good friend of mine and the Lord is launching him out in a very powerful ministry. He's going to be a part of the, of the network coming in 2024 and I wanted to introduce you to him and to his ministry. Welcome to the Kingdom Rock Network, Pastor Jay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, my friend. Uh, let me tell you, everyone, this man has the rich word of God within him. He is filled with the spirit and he has been given a vision from the Lord for men. So the name of your ministry is All In Men's Movement. That's right. All In Men's Movement. I love that. So tell us about the ministry and, or better yet, before we do that, tell us about yourself. Are you from Georgia? Where are you from? I am. Grew up in Temple, Georgia, just mm -hmm. a little ways down the road from where we're at now. And we moved to Bremen probably 15 years ago to launch a church mm -hmm. and recently closed that church. And the Lord has shared a fresh new vision for the future and the changing of seasons that I'm so looking forward to. Amen. So I know that with, with the ministry, the Lord has scattered the ministry because there is an anointing that was in you that is still in you. And the name of the church was LifeGate Church, right? That is correct. LifeGate so, Church Bremen. So the Lord just released the anointing of LifeGate into the community. And we know, as a matter of fact, this is a little bit off the topic, but we know that as the Lord Jesus approaches and as the end times continue to become even darker, we believe this is going to be even more of a scattering of the church. I truly believe yeah. that there is going to be a mass scattering of the church. Yeah. And my hope is that those things that people have absorbed and learned in the spiritual disciplines that they have grown in at the churches they're currently at, as they scatter, that they can take that and share that with other people. Amen. Amen. So it, it is definitely an hour of being all in. Not just a Sunday morning pretender, Sunday morning goer. You know, I, I preached a message not too long ago. So we're in a series entitled, no, no, the series is, yeah, with a real church stand up, I believe. And a part of that, the Lord gave me this. And I thought this was so powerful. Those that would attend, only attend church on the weekend, there was a little play on the words, play on the words like they were a part of the weekend church. The weekend church right. is a part of the weekend church. Come on. You know, uh, so it was if we can just go on Sunday and one of my little one of my little pet peeves is people I hear people say, don't let me lay my legend down. I'll come over there. <laughs> say, what is that? Right. Can you take your witness off for a moment? <laughs> I thought you were a witness. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's just crazy. Just just craziness. It is. We've all we've got to be all in with Christ. Amen. All right, so tell us about the anointing that the Lord has placed on your heart that he's given you for all-in men's movement. Tell us about that. So about seven years ago, the Lord just started uh, leading me down a path of pouring into men. And I didn't really know what that would look like, and I didn't really have a crystal clear vision or crystal clear picture, but I just kept feeling like the Lord was saying, you need to do a men's conference. So I've attended men's conferences, many of them over the years, as many male Christians have, and I loved every one of those. But the one thing I noticed that they all had in common was I left fired up. I mean, fired up, but yeah. I didn't know what to do with it after I left. Yeah, that's 
Good. And so what I wanted to do was create something, create a conference where men could come, where they could heal, where they could hear the word, but they could leave with some actionable steps that they could take in their marriage, in their workplace, in their mm -hmm. friendships that they could apply to their life on Monday after the conference. Mm -hmm. I've always been real big on making sure that there are nuggets of truth that they can take with them, that they can apply to their everyday mundane life yeah. and, and walk in the, the anointing that Christ has placed on them as a man. And so I, I put it off for years and years and finally did the conference. I think it was a fairly decent success. I think it was a huge success. Now, I've got a testimony about it. I was there. I'll let you know about it. You go ahead, though. Okay. Why don't you go first? I think I know what you're going to share, and I'm <laughs> looking forward to hearing it from you. Okay. But but we did the conference. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of feedback mm -hmm. from a lot of folks saying, when are we going to do another one? Well, that was back in 22. So we're going to do another one April 19th and 20th of uh, 24 this okay. year. I'm looking forward to that. But the picture the Lord laid in my mind comes from Acts chapter 20. Mm -hmm. And I believe it starts around verse 7, where there was a man that was seated in a window mm -hmm. in an upper room that was very well lit. And Paul was probably preaching the paint off the walls. And mm -hmm. I, I think the word said for hours he preached and it went on and on. And this, this fellow fell out of the window and fell to his death on the ground. And the image the Lord kept showing me through that piece of scripture was, why did he fall out of that window? I don't, I don't believe it was because Paul was a boring preacher. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's because um, he was extremely tired. I believe that he fell out of that window because mm -hmm. he was straddling the window. He was, he was half in mm -hmm. and he was half out. Come on. And I think we as men, when mm -hmm. it comes to church, mm -hmm. we're half in. Mm -hmm. When it comes to our marriages, we're half in. We're not my, all the my, way my. in. When it comes to our relationship with Christ, to your point a little bit ago, mm -hmm. they we're half in. Yeah, We attend church on Sunday. We check the church box mm -hmm. off and, mm -hmm. hey, I'm done with church for the week. And now mm -hmm. I can go back to being me again. Yeah. My Jesus. Where in the world mm -hmm. did folks think that it's okay to put on Christ and then take Christ off? <laughs> and, and so I thought to myself, we have got to help men yeah. understand. Yeah. Number one, their biblical obligations as men. Mm -hmm. Number two, how to walk in those obligations with power and authority, mm -hmm. but not this type of condescending or this, I'm trying to think of the word, the right word to use here, but mm -hmm. this, especially in our marriages, yeah. we're to be submissive one to another, but to walk in who Christ created them to be as the head of their household. Yes. He's called us to be gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. We choose what comes in and what goes out of our home. Yeah. But now we've just kind of laid down, right? And we have allowed Satan to just have his way yeah. and to enter through the gates of our homes mm -hmm. while we sit mildly by and watch it happen. And I just think it's time for us to take our place as men again so true. and help folks understand that that rich and satisfying life that he died to give us, mm -hmm. you can have. You can have. It's yours for the taking, mm -hmm. but you just got to walk in it. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear that? What a powerful word. What a powerful word, bro. That was powerful. So let me, let me tell you my testimony. From I was there in the first conference, and uh, so I, you, you had invited me, of course. And right. so I'm there sitting, and I, so much. it was such a very rich conference, rich praise and worship, even door prizes. Of course, I didn't win anything, but it's okay. We won't talk about that. But, but I did win a word from the Lord. So the gentleman that was there, 
Uh, and I was sitting with the chief of police there with me. Yep. And so he and I had become pretty, pretty good friends. And anyway, we had gone back and forth about me becoming the chaplain of the police department, just back and forth, back and forth. And just, I just sort of just laid it down. Lord, if this is what you want me to do, then I'll do it. And just sort of left it alone. But the gentleman that was up preaching began to preach about, uh, he gave us a true story about ringing the doorbell. I can't go into all of it, but when he, what I remember when he was a young man, he had a crush on this, on this young lady and he had flowers for her, I believe. Yep. And he was so terrified to go up and present the flowers at the door. So he decided to, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to ring this doorbell. Mm-hmm. I and, remember. Yeah. And I think he presented the flowers. No, I think he ran, he ran, <laughs> he rang the bell and, and jumped in bushes or something. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that when I left, I told the chief of police, I said, you know what? It's time for me to ring the doorbell. It's time for me to ring. I love it. Yeah. We've I've been the chaplain there and just love, love the policemen, just love the guys. And it's just been a match. It's what I'm supposed to do. One of, one of the things I'm supposed to do. So I love it. I got in that position where the conference, the word from the Lord with that action word left an indelible mark on me. And it caused that that connection. And you rang the bell. And I rang the bell. I love it. So that's been a few years now. Well, I guess last year. I yeah. love it. So it's been powerful. So thank you so much for allowing that, for being, for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you to bring that anointing through. So I can testify, my friends, that there is a powerful anointing within this man of God to allow, to give us actionable things to raise up men for this next generation, for this generation. So I appreciate that. My pleasure. I think it's so fitting that now becoming a part of the Kingdom Rock Network mm-hmm. is the kingdom-mindedness. Yeah. Because that that is a kingdom movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind. That is not about that is not about building up J-Man or, mm-hmm. or building up a ministry. Mm-hmm. It's about building up men so mm-hmm. that they can walk in what God has called them to walk in. Yeah, well, that's powerful. So you're going to start talking about kingdom. My goodness, I learned a long time ago that some people were kingdom-minded, some people were church-minded, and they're individual ministry-minded. I want to build up mine, and and then you get around some pastors that were, I call them territorial pastors. Don't come over my side of the street. What kind of mess (laughs) is that? Right. You know, we're here to lift up the name of Jesus. Let's help each other. Amen. Lift him up. And I believe that one of my purposes and goals is to when I make you shine, when I send you up, and you lifting Jesus up, and when I lift you up, we both get rewarded. Amen. Amen. Laying up crowns in heaven. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's the kingdom perspective. Let's let's walk together and build the ministry, build the kingdom for Christ Jesus. That's powerful. So you've got a great extended, the Lord has given you an extended vision. So tell us a little bit about that, what he's given you for the ministry. Well, recently we've Closed our church due to a, a number of reasons of mm-hmm. uh, building space. It was a rented space that we'd been in for 14 years, and the mm-hmm. owners had other plans for the building. And mm-hmm. we're, we were praying through some things and said, Lord, we need a sign. And yeah. we, we got a notice from the building owner that said, hey, 75 days, we're going to need you to vacate the building. I said, well, that's a pretty clear sign. That's a sign. <laughs> and so I started praying and asking the Lord for what's next because mm-hmm. he's not done with me yet. Yeah. And, yeah. and so... Through that process and through that praying, I kept hearing the word season, season. We're entering into a new season, my wife and I and our family together. Mm -hmm. 
but what I kept hearing was men need Jesus. And I think now more than ever, men need Jesus. Mm -hmm. And my heart for men has always been there, but I've kind of been like Jonah and ran from it for Mm -hmm. many, many years. And, and now I know what the next season is. It's, it's men and marriage. And, and that's a a completely different subject for another day. But, but my heart for men really starts with my boys. I have Mm -hmm. two boys and two girls. Mm -hmm. And there was one time that I'm out in the yard and I think we needed to get up on the roof and asked my boy to go get a ladder. and, And he went and got a ladder and headed towards the house. And and it hit me. I've never taught him how to climb a ladder. I've never mm. taught him how to do those things. And the assumption is everybody knows how to climb a ladder. Yeah, yeah. And what the Lord kept downloading to me was, true, you may not have taught him to climb a ladder or do some of those, quote, boy or man things, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what you have done is laid down a biblical foundation and mm-hmm. biblical truth in him and shown him how to treat people, mm-hmm. how to walk in his calling and his anointing and... I, I was struggling with feelings of failure. Yeah. Like, Lord, I failed. And I think I shared with you the other day, the Lord shared the scripture uh, where Paul said, I have fought the good fight. Yeah. I have finished the race. Mm-hmm. And when I kept hearing that verse over and over in my head, I thought, I'm not done, Lord. What do you mean I've finished the race? That's Paul. He was really old, and I'm not really old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have not finished the race. And yeah. he said, no, son, you have not finished the race. You're just changing arenas. That's good. And so the next season for me is is to really walk in and fulfill the calling uh, and the passion that he's placed in me for men, yeah. raising up biblical men of honor and integrity and moral character and values. Yes. And see, that's powerful. We need to talk about that for a moment. Switching, switching gears. Switching gears. It's so valuable because when uh, I often look at it in terms of, forgive me, Tarzan in the jungle. Sure. You know, when he's going from one vine, he's, he's extended as far as he can on this vine, and he has his hand extended waiting to get the next vine. Right. To go to the next place, to go to the next place, to go to the next place. And I learned, I've seen in my short term here on the planet, um, I've seen how many people don't make the transition. Right. They simply, when that vine plays out, they simply just, the vine just drips down. It swings left and right, forwards and backwards, and then it eventually stops swinging. Right. And then they fall. Right. But it really takes the anointing. It takes, it takes the presence of God. It takes the will of heart. I mean, it, it takes the grace of God and the willingness to be a servant of the Lord. Amen. To hear his voice and to follow his leading and say, you know what? I'll hang on here and I'll trust you. I'll let go of this branch and I'll trust you that the next branch is going to be there. Right. And that's what you've done. And that's what you're doing. We're in a time of refreshing right yeah. now. Yeah. The, the vine is, is, is swung. It's almost fully extended and I yeah. cannot wait yeah. to reach my hand out there and grab the next one. My, 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 my. I love the visualizations that you give Pastor Mark when you, when you talk, when you teach, I love the visualizations because I'm a, I'm a visual guy. Most mm-hmm. men are visual men. Yeah. We see things, and I, I love that visualization. Amen, amen. Well, that's where we are. That's where you are. I mean, it takes, I mean, even to jump from this tree, looking out 
uh, looking out the distance. I have to go from here to there. And you're depending on the Lord. Lord, you're going to have these vines hanging down, these contacts, these kingdom connections Amen. from one hand to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Well, I've rung That's the bell just by being here with you tonight because yeah. you've been after me for a while. Hey, I, I really want to get you to come and be a part of the podcast. And I really would like for you to share your heart. And, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And, and it's just like the story you shared a little while ago. Yeah. And there is no doubt in my mind that uh, this is a kingdom connection and that the Lord is going to do some powerful things through this connection. Yes, that's powerful. That's powerful. So you, one of the things that the Lord has given you as far as vision uh, for the all-in men's movement. And I, by the way, I just love that. All-in. And I love the example the Lord gave you of the gentleman in the window. He's with his, He was halfway in, halfway out. So that's how we fall because we're not all the way in. Amen. I mean, we can... We can go right there for a little while. That's why marriages fall, because the husband is not all the way in. That'll preach. We need to get all the way. Oh, brother, you said it. <laughs> That'll preach. That's why so much, because we haven't given our full self. That's one thing I endeavor to do. I pray that, Lord, I want to give you all that I am. Amen. All that I am, to be all in. When Jesus was walking the shores and gathering yeah. disciples, you know, yeah. he didn't say, go get your affairs in order, go take care of this, mm -hmm. go do that. He just said, come follow me. Yeah. Drop everything that you're doing and come follow me. Trust in me, walk yeah. with me, and I will show you things that you have never seen before. And mm. and we will change lives together. You can't be partially in and do that. You got to be all the way in. That's so true. And there's that verse, he said, uh, but no man... Putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. You Amen. got to be all in, Amen. all in. Amen. And I know you have plans. The Lord's showing you about fifty acres. Yeah, I was sharing with you just before we started. Recently, He shared a vision with me. I'd love to have fifty or sixty or, but the word fit the number fifty just keeps coming up. Yeah, about fifty acres with a pond or two and a a decent sized house that's got lots of bedrooms that we could put bunks in and a big kitchen. And I would love to just create a space for men to be able to come. Yeah. That's not a church. Mm -hmm. That's not your typical sanctuary style setup, if you will. It's yeah. just men in nature, if you will, yeah. that can come and experience healing mm -hmm. and experience the presence of God like they've never seen before. Yeah. I'll tell you, that vision started coming at the men's conference. When I stood at the back of the room and I watched 65 or 70 men worshiping Jesus, didn't care who was looking, weren't looking around. They were just 100% all in and focused on worshiping God because he's worthy of our praise. Yeah. And I thought, if we could create a space for men to come, and do retreats. And, mm -hmm. and I know that's one of those buzzwords, those catchwords, a retreat, if yeah. you will. And sometimes when you say the word retreat to a man, it's like, really? <laughs> are, you know, are we going to yeah. sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya? Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to sit around a campfire, mm -hmm. but and we might sing Kumbaya, but mm -hmm. we're going to just worship. And we're just going to create a place where peop, men can come and they can feel safe in knowing that there are other men going through what they're going through, struggling with what they're struggling with. And those mature men that are mature in their spiritual walk that can mentor them and guide them and say, you know what, I've been where you're at. Yeah. And and not only is Jesus the way, he's the better way. Yeah. There is no better way. Mm -hmm. And so I just think we 
We've got to get to a place where we're encouraging men to be the best that they can be and walk in the purpose that the Lord has for them. And if we can create an environment where they feel safe and secure in doing that, I think that we could extend the kingdom of God. Because I believe that God created us for three things. Two, exhibit her, his personality mm -hmm. to express or to express his power and the best way we can do that is through prayer and then the last one is to extend his kingdom mm -hmm. those okay. are three things that i believe not just men but men and women were mm -hmm. created to do yeah and the vision that he's laid on me for the land is not about you know it's not one of these it's not one of these, I want a hunting preserve for me to go to. No, I want a safe place for men to come to that can do men things, if right. you will. And if mm -hmm. they don't want to do men things, mm -hmm. sit by the campfire, just spend some time alone with the Lord, mm -hmm. but be there for one another. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you know, everybody knows it. I don't want to say everybody, but most of us know that men are hurting today. And yes. there, are, there are some of you that are listening right now, men that are listening and and you wives or girlfriends, sisters, mothers, you know the man in your life is hurting. And when men hurt, we go into a cave. Yes. We don't talk. We don't communicate. We just try to our best to deal with the stuff ourselves. Because many, many times we're afraid to show weakness. Yes. And that's one of the flaws in our generation, or should I say in our culture. We don't want other men or other people to see us cry or to see that we are disheartened. Uh, especially if you're married, you don't want your wife to know. Right. In many cases, honey, I don't know where the money's going to come from. And it's it's hard to be or it has become difficult to be vulnerable. Yes. But in our vulnerability, you will find actually find so much more strength Amen. Um, in, in, in our integrity of heart. So if there's ever a time now for men to stand up and be men, to be men of God, to be the head of the household, not to... Um, rule or subjugate our family and to beat them over, but to be like Christ yes. in the home. And I was telling a young man, a young, uh, young pastor friend of mine, just been married, oh, all of maybe one year. Right. You know, so I'm grateful for him. And I told him the, one of the best advice that I've ever received and that I can pass on for any husband. I tell I tell them before you get married, if you're unwilling. If you're unwilling to die for her, don't even marry her. Amen. And it goes even further. If you're not willing to hang on the cross for her, don't marry. Mm. Because it's going to take sacrifice. The husband is called to sacrifice for the wife and to love her unconditionally. Yes. And so it's, it's, a, it's a very huge role when you're trying to do when you're establishing a godly home. And I'm thankful for your ministry that will help men to reclaim the dignity and the honor yes. of being a man in this culture. Yes, they need to understand biblical manhood. Yes. And that is something that has been lost because, you know, John 10.10 10 says the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. Well, he's attempting to steal our joy, but he's attempting to destroy marriages and destroy yeah. families and destroy churches because he knows the power in those things. And... Being a man of God, expressing biblical manhood, to your point, is not about subjugation. Mm -hmm. It is not about domination. Mm -hmm. It is not about yeah. any of those things. Yeah. It is about follow me as I follow Christ. Yes. That's so true. That's it so is. true. And 
I was reading a book, one of the books by Jonathan Kahn. I'm thinking it's one of his more recent books, but in it he was talking about how the enemy systematically, he had to bind the strong man in order to bring in these other spirits into the country, into the yes. nation. Yes. And the identity of manhood has changed drastically. Yes. The definition of a man. Yes. Has changed drastically in our country. Yes. So men have been emasculated. Yes. We've been feminized. Yes. And it's, and so if the man is taken out of the way, if the man does not have any clear defined roles, who is a husband? Right. Show me husband. What does a father look like? What does a husband look like? What is a, what does just a brother look like? Yes. Is he a defender? Is he a helper? What is he? If we don't have those roles, it will end up looking like something else. And there's no, if there's no watchman on the wall, then everything, then that's, the enemy can come in. That's right. He's caused, the enemy has caused chaos and confusion. Mm -hmm. And that's where he operates best is in chaos and confusion. Yeah. And so one of the goals of this ministry is to clear up for young men, older men, it doesn't matter what stage they are in life, mm -hmm. to clear up for them, what does it look like to be a man of God? a husband of God, a father of God that leads their family, that leads their wives, that lead in their workplace mm -hmm. the way that Christ would lead. Mm -hmm. And the, the theme of the conference this year is the heart of a warrior. Mm -hmm. And and I know that at first glance, it might sound like, well, hold on, you're talking about not dominating and mm -hmm. not, you know, all mm -hmm. these other things. Yeah. Well, Jesus was a warrior, mm -hmm. but he was a warrior in his own way. Yeah. And he didn't say what he didn't already hear the Father say. And he mm -hmm. didn't do what he didn't see the Father do. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, it is about submitting ourselves to Christ before we can Bingo. we can lead anyone else. Bingo. Because if I am not following Christ, mm -hmm. I am not worthy of being followed. Because that is the order of things. And our God is a God of order. Mm -hmm. He is a God of order. And he said it, you'll have no other gods before me. And mm -hmm. we have made so many things in this world our God. Oh, true. And we've put those things ahead of him. And I think it's just time to reclaim biblical manhood. And I, and I believe that wives and mothers have assumed those roles, mm -hmm. not because they want to dominate, not mm -hmm. because they want to emasculate. Mm -hmm. I think they've assumed those roles because we've relinquished those roles. Mm -hmm. We have laid down, yeah. and so somebody in that relationship has to stand up and say, we're going to follow Christ, or we're going to move in this direction. There, Over the years of pastoring, and I'm sure you've seen this too, mm -hmm. I've seen so many mothers bring their children to church, and the father is not there. And, and you know, absent fathers is a big crisis in this world that we live in today. But I don't believe it's just fathers who have left the home. I believe there are fathers that are still at home that are absent. Yeah. They're not there. Um, and, and this is, by the way, the conference is not designed to beat men up. Mm -hmm. Good. Because I've been yeah. to a lot of those things. Yeah. And if you think about it on Father's Day, you yeah. know, at church, a lot of times we, we preach or teach a message. And really it's, man, you got to do more. You got to be more. You mm -hmm. got to, mm -hmm. this is not about doing or being anything other than a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Because when you take on the mind of Christ, when you walk with Christ, the more like him you become. And the more like him you become, the more worthy you are to be followed. 
by your children and by your wife and, and mm-hmm. those sorts of things. That's because good. that's the role that we're supposed to assume. Because we want to follow and we want to we want to always honor and obey the Father. Amen. Man in, innately wants to worship. Yes. And when we see the image of Jesus, we can follow Jesus. But it's seeing flesh that we have a problem yes. with. <laughs> you know, I love the way the Lord said, what Philip said, he said, Lord, show us the Father and it will suffice us. And Jesus said, you know, said, you know, how have you been so long with Philip? You haven't seen the Father. If you have seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. And so I believe it should be when people look at us, they see Jesus. Amen. And when, of course, when we look at Jesus, we see the Father. Amen. As long as we have that connection, power flows. Amen. Power flows. For some people, you may be the only Jesus they ever see. Brother, that's exactly right. And that is a, yeah. That is a sad state of affairs in the world that we live in today. Yeah. But. We have to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yes. We have to walk in what he's called us to walk in and do what he's asked for us to do. And it's not like there's this thousand-page list of things you have to do to be a follower of Jesus Christ. It's really simple. It really and truly is. But we overcomplicate things sometimes. Yes, we do. I'll never forget we we brought our volunteers in. This has been many years ago. Mm -hmm. We brought our volunteers in and we said, tonight we're going to serve you. And so we actually created a dance floor in the sanctuary and we Mm -hmm. had music and Mm -hmm. folks were dancing and just Mm -hmm. having a fantastic time. And you had to push them away when they tried to clear tables and clean. No, 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 (laughs) not tonight. This is, we're we're going to take care of you. But I'll never forget, I heard a a middle-aged man standing to the side and he was talking to another gentleman and he Mm -hmm. said, I never realize that you could have so much fun and not be drunk. Wow. That's a huge statement. And I thought, Lord, thank you for sharing the the vision so that we could see the vision come to pass. That is so powerful. Did I tell you, everybody, there's an anointing here that is strong and we're standing behind all in this all in movement with Pastor Jay. Thank you so much. This is something that our culture needs there. There's got to be a, a mentality, a mind shift. There, there's got to be a raising up of the true, and I love this, of the true sons of God. Amen. You know, not just gender, not just talking about men, of course, women, of course, the children of God. But right now, as we're talking about in men's ministry, the raising up of sons, raising up of men Amen. in our generation. When the men take their place, the our wives, our daughters, our mothers can take their place. And I believe when the when the man takes his place. The home is secure. Amen. And there's peace in the home. Amen. I was talking with a young, another young lady not too long ago. She had to be the man. She said, I had to be the man in my house. My husband wasn't doing this, that, the other. And surely he wasn't at that time. Right. He's a good guy, but just was not stepping up to the plate. Sure. And so she said, I had to be the man. And at the time, she was working hard. She said, I had to work, 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 work long hours. Sure. And then eventually, as she continued to pray, he began to come along and assume the role of husband. And when that happened, the whole household shifted to peace. And she didn't have to grind. She said, I, I was working like a man. But she was in a role that she didn't want to be in. And she wasn't created by God to be in. Exactly. Exactly. So the home wasn't secure when the man was not in this place. Amen. That's one of those 
things. I'm glad you mentioned that to any ladies that may be listening. There is power. There is so much power in a praying wife. Because I will tell you, the anointing and the fire and the burning I have in my belly today is because I had a wife who refused to give up on me and prayed for me for many, many years. My, my. And, And as a result, I'm walking in that anointing today. My wife and I have been married for coming up on 33 years. And, Excellent. And there is not much we have not been through. There were the before Jesus days and the after Jesus days, and I can <laughs> tell you the after Jesus days are so much better. <laughs> amen, amen. That's powerful. Yeah, I'm glad we brought that up too. One of the marks of a godly man is a man who loves his wife. Oh. Who loves his wife. I could talk about her for hours. Yes, a man who loves, can, you can trust about trust a man who loves, who loves Jesus and he loves his wife. Amen. Doesn't mistreat his wife, doesn't browbeat his wife. I'm telling you, the Lord has given such a ministry of intercession to the wife. She's truly a good wife, is a good helper and can help lead this man into his destiny. So I'm thankful for the role of a wife. Amen. My God. I have enjoyed you today, my friend. Me too. And I want to have you back. I want to have you back. You're going to have your own podcast on the network soon. Uh, but I definitely want to have you back sometime. Let's talk about uh, some men issues. Sure. Yeah. And those of you that are listening right now, I want you to write in. You can go to the, go to the website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. And when you're there, click the contact button and just say, hey, I listened to the broadcast with the all in ministry. And you know what? Would you talk about this? That'd be fantastic. And we'll come up and we'll talk about these issues together. We'll talk about men issues. I love it. I think, I think I will enjoy that talking that way because there's a lot of issues facing men, uh, pornography, you know, and there's just so many issues facing men today that we'll, we'll tackle during these segments together. So just go to kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org, click the contact button, and just send us your thoughts. Make sure you list that you heard the all-in interview with Pastor Jay, and uh, we'll get those we'll get those on the air. But soon enough, Pastor Jay will have the all-in broadcast, and he'll be talking about these men issues and just encouraging men. So. In the days ahead, I want you to definitely tell your husband, your sons, your your uncles, tell all the men in your life that you need to tune in to the All In Movement podcast. And it's going to be a rich blessing to them as these men grow and develop in Christ. Powerful. Pastor Mark, Powerful. thank you so much. You're welcome. For being sir. persistent and having me ring that bell. Amen. Amen. Any closing words that you want to say to everybody? I just want to say I'm looking forward to this collaboration. I'm looking forward to this uh, kingdom mindset, and I'm looking forward to what God is going to do um, through this podcast, through this uh, partnership that we have in extending his kingdom right here on earth. Amen. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, my friends, until next time, remember, Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way. We'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Network. This has been Mark Stroud and (laughs) J-Man. And we'll see you next time. All right, bye-bye.